Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hunger for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha. This is Hawaii News Now Sunrise at 5. This morning, the heated debate continues over where guns should be allowed on Oahu. We hear from the police chief and gun rights advocates about a bill that could restrict firearms in sensitive places like schools. There is a renewed focus on pedestrian safety following the death of a high school student who was walking to school. Our Casey Lund is live with a look at what is being done to try to prevent another tragedy on our roads. A former prison guard who is currently in prison should get his job back. That is the order from the state labor board. We'll explain how another law enforcement official who's also in trouble with the law is behind that decision. Those stories coming up. Plus, would American buildings be able to withstand an earthquake like the one that hit Turkey and Syria? We're going to take a closer look at the efforts to shore up structures now in Southern California. We have our first alert weather and traffic team standing by on this Thursday. Good morning, guys. And it's not Friday yet, but according to all the computer models, <laughs> We're on track. Yes. <laughs> so close. Yeah, Should be arrived still by that tomorrow. Cone of uncertainty. Hey, you never know these days, man. But uh, but we're pretty confident that we're going to see uh, improving conditions today. Still a little cloudy yesterday, but definitely the rain eased up. Mm -hmm. Now, today, the winds are going to be the primary focus of uh, what we're looking at. So this is what we're looking at. Strong winds, especially through uh, the Kohala area of uh, the Big Island, the north side. And then we've got uh, just a few windward and Malka showers. That big corner storm is leaving to the west. And basically, we're drought-free now across there because of all the rainfall that we've had. And also, because of the strong winds, there is a high surf advisory for all east-facing shores because of that east wind swell. And because of those strong winds, there is a wind advisory for this portion of Hawaii Island. We're talking about winds running 25 to 35, gusts up to 50 miles an hour in that area. And that's starting 6 a.m. this morning, going to 6 p.m. this evening. So there's that big corner low, slowly pulling away. But there are bands of clouds and showers moving into those windward areas. So really, things are looking much better than they were a couple days ago. Now let's check on traffic, Lacey. And we can say the same about traffic in Kalihigai. Things are looking a lot better today along Huff Tailing Street. All lanes are back open after the Board of Water Supply repaired a 12-inch water main break. Here's the latest update from overnight. They say all lanes between Kealia Drive over toward a portion of Konia Street are back open. Road has been repaired as well, so it should be an easier commute to get you through Kalihi on this morning drive. As we take a look at the flow map, things are still looking green out there, especially that drive in from the west. We'll take you out toward Nanakuli and a drive through the H1 freeway to see how the conditions are coming up next. That's the latest on your first alert traffic. Steve Grace, back over to you. All right, thanks, Lacey. Thanks, Sky. A bill that would strictly limit concealed carry of firearms on Oahu has passed another hurdle at the city council. The vote was 6-3 to three to advance Bill 57 for additional hearings and votes. The proposal would ban legally permitted guns in so-called sensitive places like schools, parks, public transportation, and government buildings. It would also allow private businesses to post signs that say whether guns are allowed or not. At yesterday's city council meeting, both Mayor Rick Blanjardi and Honolulu Police Chief Joe Logan spoke in support of Bill 57. I don't want to get into a situation where we're asking everybody to put up signs to say no guns allowed, okay? If people are in private properties and they want to allow guns to be carried, 
there, they can do that. But we certainly don't want them in public places. We don't want them in schools. We don't want them in government buildings. We don't want them in churches. If we do support the intent of this bill, there are some concerns we have with enforcement, uh, but by and large, we absolutely support the bill uh, in the way it's written. Several gun rights advocates came to yesterday's meeting as well to oppose Bill 57. The head of Hawaii Firearms Coalition believes that the city will ultimately lose in court if that bill were to be signed into law. Every other state and city in this nation that has pushed forward these similar bills has faced challenges in court and is losing. There is no historical analysis that has been done by the city or the state that shows that these places are historically allowed to have their firearms restricted. Police Chief Logan says that he has approved about 30 licensed to carry applications. He has received about 600 applications since the Supreme Court ruled last summer that Americans should have a broad right to carry guns in public. Bill 57 needs to clear at least two more hurdles in the city council before it can be sent to the mayor's desk for his signature. Calls for action from the mother of a teenage girl killed in a hit and run last week are being heard and are getting results. Casey Lund is live at Kapiolani and Kamakea to explain what the city and the state are doing to avoid another tragedy. Casey. Yeah, good morning, guys. Uh, they're going to be putting in those elevated crosswalks, what some people call speed humps, not just here at Kapiolani and Kamake'e, where you can see the growing memorial for that young girl that was hit. Sarah Yara has been growing. Uh, you can see the signs, the calls for action here as well. They'll also install two on Pensacola Street. The timeline for that work to be completed is sometime in late April. Uh, Kapiolani Boulevard falls under city and county jurisdiction, by the way, but the city is going to partner with the state DOT to put in those speed humps. The raised crosswalks were first installed around the county in 2019. They're hard to miss if you drive up or down Kalihi Street by Kalihi Kai Elementary. So far, there have been more than 75 installed around the state. We spoke to Sarah Yara's mother, Chevy, last night, and she has agreed to speak with us live later this morning. She's grateful that something is being done to improve safety, but knows Kapiolani Boulevard was not responsible for her daughter's death. We asked her about Mitchell Miyashiro, the 45-year-old who alleged allegedly struck the 16-year-old, then took off, later turned himself in. Miyashiro had 164 traffic violations dating back 30 years. I didn't even know this guy had that much record. And then when I found out, because I try not to stay on social media, and my friends told me, I was like, amazed why this guy is still driving. Amazed why he's not behind bars when he had, like, his second or third violation. I mean, what is with the law? You know, I'm disappointed. It could have prevented my daughter from dying. Miyashiro was arrested for first-degree negligent homicide and other charges, eventually released pending investigation, and that typically happens in cases where authorities need more time to process evidence before charging someone. Back out here live at Kapiolani, according to the DOT, those speed humps cost about $120,000 each to install. Again, the timeline to start that work is within 30 days. The idea is to have it done by late April. We're going to be talking with Ed Sniffen, House Speaker Scott Psyche, and we'll also hear from the mayor about this change and about uh, the case involving Miyashiro and all of those traffic violations he's had. We'll hear about that coming up later on Sunrise. For now, we'll send things back to you guys. Uh, thanks, Casey. 507 now. The Hawaii Labor Relations Board has ordered the state to reinstate a former Hilo prison guard who's currently serving time in federal prison. 
Jonathan Tom was sentenced this past November to 12 years for assaulting an inmate at the Hawaii Community Correctional Facility in 2015. He was fired in 2016. The Honolulu Civil Beat reports that the report used by the Department of Public Safety to justify Tom's firing was made by Marty Martinez. She is the former head trainer for DPS, who now faces charges of falsifying records and perjury. The state labor board said that her credibility was, quote, eviscerated, although no false claims were found in that report. The state has also been ordered to pay Tom over six years of back wages, but the ruling does not negate his 12-year prison sentence. An Oahu grand jury has indicted Hokuokalani Paddock for first-degree attempted murder and other charges. The 39-year-old is accused of attacking HPD Corporal Nakia Newton during a traffic stop a week ago today and then stealing his police car. Paddock is being held at OCCC on a million dollars bail, and if convicted, he faces life in prison without the possibility of parole. Despite a lull in COVID patients, Hawaii's hospitals are still at capacity. The Star Advertiser reports that as of yesterday, there were more than 2,500 patients currently receiving care in the state. Pre-pandemic, Hawaii was averaging about 2,000 patients. The current weekly statewide average of COVID patients is now 47. It's the first time it's been below 50 in nearly a year. Now, it's something the increase in other hospitalizations is partially due to deferred care during the pandemic, as well as an aging population and understaffed long-term care facilities. The Healthcare Association of Hawaii is working with the state to provide local nursing homes with outside help to try to free up some beds. The city is set to release aid to Oahu families struggling to make ends meet. The Honolulu City Council approved $25 million to fund the city's rental and utility relief program, which is for low-income residents who are behind on their payments. More than 8,000 residents applied for the program last year. It's projected just more than 4,200 households will be provided aid with a maximum of $2,500 each. The Honolulu Civil Beat reports the money will be dispersed directly to landlords and utility companies. It's 510 right now. Some Hawaiian vacations could be snowed out. Morning, Howard. Good morning, guys. Midwestern blizzards canceled hundreds of flights yesterday, especially at northern airports like Toronto, Detroit, Chicago, and Denver. Delta canceled its regular nonstop from Minneapolis to Honolulu. Other people missed connections when their flights were not canceled but ran late. Every winter, hundreds if not thousands of mainlanders arrive at their Hawaii hotels a day late because of this sort of pilikia. Hawaiian Airlines plans more flights to Austin, Texas. In late May, its three weekly flights will rise to four and then stay that way through early September. Timing will also change the daytime eastbound run becoming a red eye, leaving here at 7 p.m. and landing in Austin shortly after 7 the following morning. A Japan Airlines flight to Fukuoka was ready to land when it was told to fly 550 miles back to Tokyo. Japan's newspaper Asahi Shimbun reports the Fukuoka airport closes for landings at 10 p.m. and the JAL flight missed the cutoff by 10 minutes. There wasn't enough fuel to fly back to Tokyo, so the flight went to Osaka, where passengers were put up in hotels until morning. On Wall Street, the Dow is up 130 points. Got to be on time in Japan, man. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> All right, thanks, Howard.
Well, Ikaike Anderson withdrew, so Governor Josh Green has nominated someone else ahead the Department of Hawaiian Homelands. Howard Dykes is going to tell you who, plus a 19-year-old allegedly went on a bizarre rampage, shooting several people, including a 9-year-old girl and a TV journalist. But they were shot at different locations. We're going to tell you what happened and why the way crime stories are covered may be changing. Pizza. Pizza? Pizza! Hungry for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha. Now, first alert weather with Guy Hockey. We're back to the best weather on the planet. Yeah, granted, it's going to be a little bit soggy this morning for those Windward and Mauka areas, and it's going to be a little bit breezy, but it's going to be quite nice out there, especially since we're saying bye-bye to that big storm system that swamped us a couple of days ago. There's still some effects from it, right? There's still some high clouds coming up from the south uh, being pulled up by that corner low. And you can see there are some showers moving into those windward areas. So a little damp in the Puna rainforest up towards Volcano and a little bit of uh, overnight shower activity in the corner side. That's kind of unusual. Very cloudy, too, on Hawaii Island. Not a whole lot happening over on the Maui County. A few showers out towards Kianai along Hana Highway. And then here on Oahu, spotty showers along the Ko'olau. A little damp, a little soggy. But remember, these showers are moving along. They're, but the winds aren't that strong just yet. The, waves, the winds uh, will get stronger throughout the day. And it's fairly dry over on Koi. So a standard textbook trading weather day. A few showers in the morning, drier by lunchtime for leeward sides. And those breezy winds running 15 to 25 miles an hour. And this is what we'll likely see going into the weekend. Some nice stuff ahead. Lacey? Uh, some pretty good stuff from the West Guy. In fact, since our last report, the zipper lane opened up in Waikele. So if you've got to remove your car, another option to help you out on the townbound commute this morning. As we take a look at the flow map, we still have a lot of green, definitely a little more company out there, but everything seems to be moving smoothly as we take you out toward the west. Not on the Kuli side, we've got green on Farrington. We're moving up to speed as you make that turn around Ko'olina Honokai Hale. And then on the H1 freeway, wide open, approaching the H1 H Jumu. Drive time's looking good so far, about 30 minutes out of Mililani, 30 from Makakilo to downtown, and from East Honolulu and Hawaii Kai, about a 20-minute drive. Coming up next, we got a major traffic alert for drivers up on the North Shore. I'll have the details for you in the next few minutes. Stephen Grace, back over to you. All right, thanks, Lacey. Tragedy in Florida. Three people are dead after a series of shootings near Orlando. Among them, a nine-year-old girl and a local journalist who was reporting at the scene. Police say the suspected shooter is now in custody. Jared Hill has the latest. After less than a year covering news around Orlando, Dylan Lyons is identified as the local journalist killed in Wednesday's bizarre Florida rampage. We have learned that one of our own, a fellow reporter, uh, has died while, while out covering a shooting. Fellow reporters overcome with grief while covering his murder. I want to acknowledge what a horrible day this has been for our community. According to authorities, earlier that morning, they found a woman shot to death in a car in Florida's Pine Hills neighborhood. The Orange County Sheriff says a few hours later, the suspected gunman came back, shooting Lyons and photojournalist Jesse Walden, who were there reporting on that initial shooting. Walden was critically injured. Deputies located two men who had been shot uh, in or near a vehicle. They are a News 13 reporter and photographer. Investigators believe that same suspect then walked up the street, went into a home, and shot a woman and her nine-year-old daughter. 
They say that little girl and one of the journalists died. The suspected shooter, 19-year-old Keith Melvin Moses, is in custody. Authorities hope he can tell them why any of this happened. This is every reporter's absolutely worst nightmare. We, we go home at night afraid that something like this will occur. Many in the community are left shattered. Jared Hill, CBS News, New York. 517, it's Thursday on Sunrise on KGMB, KHNL, and K5. Still ahead, abandoning an old car. Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hungry for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha.